Our episodes deal with serious and often distressing incidents and may not be suitable for children. If you struggle with addiction, feel depressed or have suicidal thoughts and you need support, please contact your local crisis centre or reach out to a friend to ask for help. To their neighbours in Brooklyn, Heath Ledger and Michelle Williams were a glamorous young couple living in a renovated row house who adored their little girl Matilda. However, the picture-perfect family were hiding a dark secret and the fairy tale romance would not have a happy ending. Although a wonderful father, Heath's drug use had become an issue in their relationship and the couple soon split in September 2007. The actor, heartbroken over their breakup, moved to Manhattan while the mother of his child, Michelle Williams, remained in Brooklyn. He became laser-focused on his career and Ledger completed filming his role as the Joker in The Dark Knight. Afterward, he immediately began working on what would be his final performance in the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. A method actor, the two back-to-back roles took an emotional toll on his health and his co-stars and friends described him as having walking pneumonia. He was having trouble sleeping at night and he was mixing a deadly cocktail of sleeping pills and other prescription drugs in a desperate attempt to get some rest. On the afternoon of January the 22nd, 2008, Heath Ledger would be found unconscious and naked on his bedroom floor by his housekeeper and his masseuse at his Soho loft in Manhattan. Mysteriously, it would take nine minutes before they called 911 and shortly after the paramedics arrived, the actor would be pronounced dead. Join us on a supernatural journey as we explore Heath Ledger's Hollywood career, his relationship with Michelle Williams, and the final tragic days leading up to his shocking death. This is Death by Misadventure. Andrew Ledger was born on April 4, 1979, in Perth, Australia, under the zodiac sign of Aries. His mother, Sally, was a French teacher, and his father, Kim, was a racing car driver and mining engineer. He and his sister, Kate, were reportedly named after the two main characters in the book Wuthering Heights. He also had two half-sisters, Ashley Bell and Olivia, both who were born into his parents' second marriages but Heath was always closest to his sister, Kate. Growing up, Heath found a passion for playing chess. At the age of 10, he won the Western Australia's Junior Chess Championship. It was around this time he decided he wanted to be an actor and was cast in the lead role in Guildford Grammar School production of Peter Pan. He appeared as an extra in the movie Clowning Around and later appeared in the TV series Ship to Shore. At age 16, Heath completed his early graduation exams, and he headed straight to Sydney to pursue an acting career with his longtime friend, Trevor DiCarlo. After various small TV roles, his breakout role came in 1997 
in the emotional drama Black Rock. This led to a lead role in the historical fantasy series Roar, co-starring Carrie Russell. The series was nominated for several awards and helped Heath Ledger garner attention with Hollywood executives and American fans. On the encouragement of his then-girlfriend Lisa Zane, he immediately signed with a talent agent and followed her back to Los Angeles at the age of 19. Prior to auditioning for 10 Things I Hate About You, Heath Ledger went to the Carnival of Venice with his girlfriend Lisa. The couple wore costumes and shot 8mm films. It was that trip, according to Biography.com, that he truly connected with acting on a heart and soul level. He would go on to nab the role of the romantic lead in the teen comedy, The Taming of the Shrew, which became an unexpected hit and his first big break in Hollywood. He passed up on other roles in teen films because he didn't want to waste his time by repeating roles or becoming typecast. However, he paid a price running so low on money that according to current biography, he was borrowing from his talent agent. The magazine quoted him as telling the Evening Standard in London, I was literally living off of ramen noodles and water because I was sticking to my game. His passion and dedication paid off, and he was soon offered to star in several major films. Fellow Australian actor Mel Gibson offered Ledger the role to play his son Gabriel Martin, in The Patriot, and he appeared in the indie-budget Monsters Ball opposite Billy Bob Thornton. Afterward, he starred in Lords of Dogtown, Casanova, The Brothers Grimm, but it was A Knight's Tale that made him a bona fide movie star. His roles in these films, coupled with his growing reputation as a Hollywood leading man, led People magazine to name Heath Ledger as one of its 50 most beautiful people in 2001. He continued to flex his creative muscles by starring in indie films until 2005 when fate stepped in and he was cast in the leading role for Brokeback Mountain. In the movie, Heath Ledger plays a ranch hand who has a lifelong love affair with aspiring rodeo rider Jack Twist, played by Jake Gyllenhaal. He received rave reviews for his emotional performance and it was a life-changing role on and off the set. While filming, he would fall in love with his co-star, Michelle Williams, who played his wife, Alma. Ledger went on to receive Best Actor of 2005 awards from both the New York Film Critics Circle and the San Francisco Film Critics Circle for his performance in Brokeback Mountain. He also received a Golden Globe nomination for Best Actor in a Drama and an Academy Award nomination for Best Actor for his performance. Little did he know, in just a few short years later, he would be taking his final bow. Heath Ledger, like many actors, was driven by passion and was defined by his relationships with women. His destiny, uniquely tied to each girlfriend he fell in love with. 
His first girlfriend, Lisa Zane, was responsible for helping him get signed to a talent agency and move to Los Angeles. He had met his former girlfriend, Heather Graham, in Prague while he was filming A Knight's Tale, and she was filming From Hell in 2000. He had a habit of falling for his leading ladies. He met Naomi Watts when they were both making the film Ned Kelly in 2002. They were together for nearly two and a half years, but split just before Brokeback Mountain. It was a film she had encouraged him to make because Watts, 11 years older, wanted a family, and Heath Ledger said he wasn't ready. However, his relationship with Michelle Williams was different. From the moment they met on the set of Brokeback Mountain, it was love at first sight for Heath Ledger. The two actors bonded during a scene when their characters were tobogganing down a hill. On the third take, Michelle fell off the sled and twisted her knee and needed to be taken to the hospital. As they were preparing to take her to the hospital, everyone could see Heath smoothing her hair back and insisting that he go with her. From that moment forward, it was pretty obvious to their co-stars that Heath was smitten with Michelle. Jake Gyllenhaal noticed it straight away. I remember being in rehearsal, and the two of them had googly eyes with each other, he said in an interview with The Sun. She was almost startled by his attention. Heath was so taken with her. Heath and Aries had a fiery personality who was confident and independent. He was fueled by impulse, and his sensitive moon and cancer made him moody and emotional. His attraction to Michelle Williams of Virgo was instant. She was the total opposite of him, quiet, down-to-earth, and unassuming. She had a healing quality about her, and she always knew how to soothe his troubled soul. Heath believed she was his soulmate, and they shared a deep karmic bond. These type of relationships often offer us valuable life lessons, new learning experiences, but are often filled with drama and passion. Michelle helped him change the way he thought about the world, the way he viewed himself, and the way he looked at everyone else around him. She made him want to be a better man. The romance burned bright, and Heath and Michelle got pregnant during the filming of Brokeback Mountain, and their daughter Matilda was born days just before the movie premiered in October 2005. To escape the bright lights of Hollywood, the couple settled in Brooklyn. During this time, after the Oscars, the couple seemed quite happy. It's the closest we've ever come to feeling like we lead a normal life, Ledger told New York Magazine. We've localized ourselves. I don't think there's another place on earth I'd rather be right now. We're very happy. He proposed to Michelle in the summer of 2005, and they were spotted getting a marriage license the following year, in November 2006. While there were rumors in early 2007 that they had secretly wed, the couple never actually married. They believed it wasn't necessary, and they didn't need a piece of paper to prove their love and commitment to one another. They were soulmates. However, in reality, the couple was struggling. Heath Ledger's reported drug use and partying is what was causing serious problems in the relationship. When they would stay at the Chateau Marmont in Los Angeles with their daughter, 
Michelle would stay upstairs in her room, and he would stay in the garden and lobby for hours. The honeymoon was over, and there were too many differences between the couple. Michelle was a homebody, and Heath was a party animal. She initially turned a blind eye to his bad boy ways, but after their daughter was born, she expected him to change, and he didn't. Further cracks began to appear when a video emerged of Heath admitting he smoked five joints a day for 20 years, while a woman in the video appeared to snort cocaine. The two decided to take a break in the summer of 2007 while Heath Ledger was filming The Dark Knight. According to one of their close friends, their relationship began to mirror that of the characters in Brokeback Mountain, with Heath going off to be with his buddies while Michelle became isolated and resentful of his absences. The breakup became ugly when Michelle believed Heath was doing drugs and hired a lawyer to work out their custody issues. He soon became worried he would lose custody of his daughter Matilda if he didn't stop drinking and smoking pot. However, he was still using a cocktail of medications to help him sleep at night that soon would have deadly consequences. In 2006, Todd Haynes, who directed Heath Ledger and Michelle Williams in the Bob Dylan film, I'm Not There, remarked in an interview the actor's battle with anxiety and how heavily he leaned on his girlfriend to help soothe him while shooting the film. Like many artists, Ledger had a love-hate relationship with fame and would become easily overwhelmed by the pressure of Hollywood. The actor had recently taken a two-year sabbatical from filming to write a script about the eerily similar life of singer-songwriter Nick Drake. Heath was struggling with the art of creating a compelling biopic about the artist. He was passionate about wanting to tell Nick Drake's story. He had all his records and interviews and was totally completely immersed in writing the script. He spent nearly two years trying to get inside the head of the musician, who also suffered from depression and insomnia and died of a drug overdose at the age of 26. Born under the life path number seven and the sign of the mystic, Heath Ledger was a searcher and the seeker of the truth. He had a clear and compelling sense of himself as a spiritual being. As a result, his life path was devoted to investigations into the unknown and finding the answers to the mysteries of life through his art. But Ledger knew he had emotional limits, and Michelle Williams helped guide him in these times of despair. While he was generous in social situations, sharing his attention and energy freely, he was also keenly aware of the need to come off the stage and returned to the solitude of his home. It soon became a double-edged sword where too much privacy caused him to feel lonely and depressed. Very similar to musician Nick Drake, who the actor had become so obsessed with. By 2007, Heath Ledger's life began to slowly unravel, and life would soon begin to imitate his art. The actor was tapped to star in the challenging role of the Joker and threw himself into the filming of The Dark Knight. He told Empire Magazine about his intense preparation for his role in the Batman franchise. I sat around in a hotel room in London for about a month, locked myself away, formed a little diary and experimented with voices. It was important to try and find a somewhat iconic voice and laugh. I ended up landing more in the realm of a psychopath, someone with very little to no conscience. 
He was just a cold-blooded, mass-murdering clown. As an actor, Heath understood the importance of how to draw on his own real-life experiences, memories, and emotions to bring the character of the Joker to life. However, as many method actors will proclaim, this type of technique can create problems in your personal life when you dive deep into the dark souls of these characters. While filming, Ledger carried around a book he referred to as the Joker's Diary. The diary was a scrapbook in which Ledger collected horrific news, drawings, and other material. He used the diary to help himself get into character to play the Joker. When filming concluded, he chillingly wrote, bye-bye, across the last page of the diary. Later, his father would state in an interview how Heath liked to dive into his characters, but in the dark night, he really took it up a notch. Still emotionally struggling over his split with Michelle Williams, he sadly spent his last Christmas in 2007 apart from his daughter. She was filming a movie in Sweden and took Matilda with her for the holiday. Instead, Ledger flew to Perth to visit his family for Christmas, before flying back to London to film the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus to play the role of Tony Shepard. The grueling film schedule consisted of 15-hour days and took a serious toll on his health. His co-star, Christopher Plummer, noted the cast had all caught colds because they were shooting outside on horrible, damp nights. It was believed at the time Heath had walking pneumonia and was suffering from insomnia. On the set, he continued to complain he couldn't sleep at night and took various sleeping pills to cope. Jerry Grinnell, Ledger's friend and acting coach, who lived and worked with him while he was shooting his last film in the final weeks of his life, says he was exhausted emotionally and physically. He missed his little girl Matilda and he desperately wanted to see her. Ledger knew he was spiraling. His acting coach would tell People Magazine he was taking pills, even though he knew they weren't helping, and it was causing relationship issues with Michelle Williams. In January 2008, Ledger would finally take a break from filming and retreated to his Soho apartment to try and get some rest and recover from an illness he couldn't shake. One of the last phone conversations Heath Ledger would have would be with his sister Kate. She warned her brother about the medications he was taking and told him, you can't mix drugs that you don't know anything about. But he brushed her off and told her not to worry that he would be fine. On the afternoon of January 22nd, 2008, his housekeeper could hear the actor snoring in his bedroom. He had an appointment scheduled later that afternoon with his masseuse, Diana. She arrived for the appointment a few minutes early at 2.45 p.m., and the housekeeper let her in. However, when the masseuse knocked on the door of his bedroom, he didn't answer. Concerned, she pushed open the bedroom door and found Heath Ledger unconscious, lying on the floor. She shook him, but couldn't revive him, and then instead of calling 911 immediately, she contacted his friend, actress Mary-Kate Olsen, for help, who owned the apartment. Olsen, who was in California, called a New York City private security guard to go to the scene. At 3.26 p.m., 15 minutes later, the masseuse finally dialed 911, stating that Heath Ledger was not breathing and began to perform CPR. The paramedics arrived seven minutes later at 3.33 p.m., but were also unable to revive him. 
At 3.36 p.m., Heath Ledger, at the age of 28, was pronounced dead. officials stated there were no signs that Heath Ledger had been drinking, nor were there any illegal drugs found in his loft. But they did find a bottle of prescription sleeping pills on a nearby night table, and later his death would be ruled an accidental overdose. A few days after his death, Michelle Williams ended her silence with the following statement, My heart is broken. I am the mother of the most tender-hearted, high-spirited, beautiful little girl who is the spitting image of her father. All that I can cling to is his presence inside her that reveals itself every day. His family and I watch Matilda as she whispers to the trees, hugs animals, and takes steps, two at a time, and we know that he is with us still. She will be brought up in the best memories of him. Heath Ledger's funeral was held in Perth, Australia. A cast of Hollywood stars and family members bid farewell to their beloved son and friend. Michelle Williams, Kate Blanchett, and Heath Ledger's family joined hundreds of mourners at a private memorial service, according to Australian paper The Age. At the beginning of the ceremony, songs were played, including These Days by Australian band Powderfinger, Pink Floyd's Wish You Were Here, Bob Dylan's The Times They Are Changing, The White Stripes' Seven Nation Army, and a song by The Shins. Kate Ledger addressed the mourners and spoke of the unique bond she shared with her brother, how he would ring her three or four times a day, and how he never forgot his friends, even at the height of his fame. A video montage featured Heath's daughter Matilda and Ben Harper's song, Happily Ever After in Your Eyes, which he wrote expressly for her on behalf of his dear friend. Afterward, footage from Heath Ledger's films were shown. Kate Blanchett spoke to the audience about her sadness at the loss of a gifted actor and fellow Australian, whose great potential would never be realized. Heath Ledger's remains were cremated after the service, and a small wake was held at a restaurant beside the ocean. At sunset, about 50 people attending, including Williams and Ledger's sister, took a splash in the ocean to celebrate his life. After his funeral, Michelle Williams decided to take a 12-month break from acting, and she moved out of the home they once shared in an attempt to move on. She was devastated over leaving Brooklyn because she was worried Heath wouldn't be able to find Matilda and her again, telling friends, this is where we lived, and he won't know where we are now. But she had no choice because she was being hounded by paparazzi daily and she wanted to provide a stable home for their young daughter and chose to move to upstate New York.
The following year, in 2009, Heath Ledger's family was in attendance when he won an Oscar as Best Supporting Actor for his role as the Joker in The Dark Knight. His father, Kim Ledger, accepted the award and thanked the Academy and director Christopher Nolan for allowing Heath the creative license to develop and explore this crazy Joker character. Heath's mother, Sally Bell, called her son a compassionate and generous soul who added so much excitement and inspiration to our lives. We have been truly overwhelmed by the honor and respect being bestowed upon this award. His sister Kate added, We both knew what you had created in The Joker was extraordinarily special and had even talked about being here on this very day. We really wish you were here, but we proudly accept this award on behalf of your beautiful Matilda. In 2010, Michelle Williams told Nightline she read the memoir, The Year of Magical Thinking. It's about a woman's experience of losing her husband suddenly to a heart attack and how much she related to the book. She said, in a strange way, I miss that year because all those possibilities that existed then are gone. I kept hoping that he would walk through a door or could appear from behind a bush. It was a year of very magical thinking, and in some ways I'm sad to be moving further and further away from it. Regarding the notion that life can change in an instant, I got kind of obsessed with that for a while, before and after. I mean, a lot of things died. There's a line from the book that gave me so much comfort, and it said, when you've truly lost everything, then at least you can become rich and lost. She went on to say, I've found meanings around the circumstance, but the actual event itself, I can't find a meaning for it. I can find meanings in things and people and relationships that have sprung up and friendships that have been strengthened. I can find a lot of meaning in that, but not why he died. In 2012, she told GQ when she first met Heath, she knew that they would have a special connection. Our initial meeting, the circumstances of how we first met, were cosmic or something, she said. Yeah, a lot of things happened at once. It's a bit like we had a lot of things to do because we didn't have a lot of time or something. In that same interview, she was asked if there was a part of her that imagined that she would end up with Heath. She answered that it was one of her favorite things to imagine and one of her favorite places to visit. A few years later, she told Porter Magazine in 2016 that she was pretty adept at accepting things as they are, except when it comes to losing Heath. It just won't ever be right, she said, about raising her daughter without Matilda's father. Still, over the years, love has been elusive for the actress, and she struggled to replace Heath Ledger. Since his death, she has been engaged several times and even married a musician in July 2018, only to split with him just a year later. However, Us Weekly confirmed in December 2019 that Michelle Williams is engaged to Hamilton director Thomas Kale, and she's pregnant with the couple's first child.
In his TV interview about I'm Not There, where he was one of several actors playing the music legend Bob Dylan, Heath Ledger struck a philosophical note. He responded to a question about having a child had changed his life. You're forced into kind of respecting yourself more, he said. You learn more about yourself through your child, I guess. I think you also look at death differently. It's like a catch-22. I feel good about dying now because I feel like I'm alive in her, you know. But at the same hand, you don't want to die because you want to be around for the rest of her life. My movies will live on for people to judge what I was as a person. For Michelle Williams, she's standing strong and committed to keeping Heath Ledger's legacy alive and ensuring that their daughter, Matilda Rose, knows who her father was. She believes his memory lives through their little girl and says every time I really miss him and wonder where he's gone, I just look at her. Our show notes, along with links to the news articles and interviews we used in researching and writing this episode, are available on our website at deathbymisadventure.co.uk. The show's hosts included the talented Eduardo Fahey in London, England, Tom Dre in Long Beach, California, and myself, I'm JC Nova, also based in LBC. This podcast was recorded at Skywave Studios in Hollywood by sound engineer Edwin Arzu and produced by Cosmic Media. A special thanks to Christopher Lang, our audio producer in Tucson, Arizona, who helps bring each episode to life. Kudos to Paulina of Upper Planet. She's responsible for the design of our super cool website. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Death by Misadventure Podcast. This has been Death by Misadventure. Thanks for listening.